Hello, brethren. Brother Bob here again. This is part two of my topic about the importance of learning the truths of God's written word. There's so much to say about this topic, so I'm not sure how many podcasts it's going to take to get through this topic. Where are all the believers who truly desire to defend and guard and protect and preach the truths of God's written word for his church? God's people will defend and preach their denominational doctrines until death. And they'll defend and proclaim every word that comes out of their pastor's mouth. They'll even defend and preach what's right in their own eyes. And many boldly sing out worship songs that are laden with untruths. Of course, many believers don't know that they are doing that because a lot of God's people do not know the differences between a sweet, biblically righteous worship song that has God's truths in it and a pious-sounding worship song that is laden with untruths. Brethren, the Lord is never, ever pleased when we try to worship Him with words that are untrue. Remember, we must worship Him in spirit and truth. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. We sang a worship song today at church that has the title, God is Good. Now, God is good, but He's not naive. There were a lot of pious-sounding but unbiblical lines in this worship song. But one line that really stood out was the line that said, God's sovereignty will always guide my steps. That promise, my friend, is only true if we are striving to abide with the Lord according to his written word. Or maybe if we're a brand new believer and we don't know his word yet, the Lord's sovereignty will guide us. But the sovereignty of God does not direct a believer into a life of sin, which believers can do. There's a lot of believers who fall away from the faith. It's not God's sovereign will that they do that. The sovereign God of the Bible does not guide the footsteps of those children of his who choose to disobey him. Our Heavenly Father does not use his sovereignty to force his children to study, learn, and then obey his commandments. There's a great verse at the end of the book of Revelation, written to and for God's people, that goes like this. Revelation 22, 11 through 12. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong, and let the one who is filthy still be filthy. And let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness. And let the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every person, every believer, according to what he has done. This verse is warning the carnal believer that God will judge them according to how they live their earthly lives. You want to wallow in sin? You go right ahead. We have the freedom in Christ to do that. This verse also encourages the faithful believer to continue to stay faithful to the truths of my word. And if you do, Christ says you'll be rewarded in eternity. A, believe, a believer's freedom in Christ allows them to either choose to be faithful to the Word of God and be blessed in eternity, or be unfaithful and suffer some eternal consequences in eternity. Anyways, I digress. Believers are doing a lot of church stuff these days. However, very few take a stand and defend God's written and established biblical truths for the church. I see very few Christians today who have a fire in their belly to truly learn the truths of scriptures. And I know that a major reason for that is a lot of God's people have become comfortable in their faith. Now, I don't mean comfortable because they're, they are at peace with God comfortable. I mean biblically lazy comfortable. They don't, want, they don't want to be pushed out of their churchy comfort zone. Oh, they are happy with a little bit of truth. They just don't want to hear all those Bible truths where the Lord commands his people to change. I wonder if you're aware that the good Lord expects all humans to obey his biblical truths. They're not that hard to figure out. God's written moral laws are not just for saved people. Unfortunately, the world, just like the church, has for the most part no longer any interest in knowing and obeying God's biblical truths. Our nation used to be a godly nation. Our, our nation used to hold to godly principles, God's moral, not anymore. That's why many behaviors that even the lost world once recognizes wrong, such as adultery and fornication, sexual perversions, and the murder of innocent babies in the womb, are today simply being accepted as life's choices. 
These type of wicked, immoral behaviors thrive in our society, and even in many churches, because people have stopped accepting the teaching in the scriptures as being the truths of God Almighty himself. To many people, the Bible is just another book, just another religious book. You can take it or leave it. It shouldn't be that way with God's people. There's a Bible verse in the book of Psalms that says, What joy for the nation whose God is their Lord, people he has chosen as his inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne, he observes all who live on the earth. Yes, living a godly moral life as a lost person isn't going to keep you out of hell, but it's sure going to make this world a nice place to live in. Let me share you the story about the Samaritan woman in Christ. By the way, the Samaritan woman was not a believer. At least not yet. John chapter 4, verse 19. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship why we Samaritans claim it is right here on Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worship. Yeshua replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know a lot about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But I promise you the time is coming, indeed it is here right now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. In today's churches, many of God's people have gotten the spiritual aspect of the worship down pat. However, they are totally dropping the ball when it comes to getting the truth aspect of the worship down pat. The concept of serving and or worshiping the Lord, which is the same thing, with his truths is not a New Testament only concept. Joshua 24, 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. For Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Here's a great repentant prayer from Daniel to the Lord. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2 through 13. I'm just going to read a couple of these. During the first year of the reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet. Now I need to interject here. Are you getting what Daniel just said? Daniel learned what was about to happen to the Jews, which was to be beat down by Nebuchadnezzar and end up in Babylon. He learned that from reading the words of the prophet Jeremiah. So Daniel learned the truth about what God was going to do with the rebellious Jews from studying his scriptures. Anyways, I go on in these verses. That Jerusalem must lie desolate for seven years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commandments. Are you getting that? But we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and ignored your commandments and regulations. Verse 6. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke on your authority to our kings and princesses and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Verse 7. Lord, you are right, but as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all Israel scattered throughout the land. Wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty and disobedience to you. Verse 8. O Lord... We and our kings and our princesses and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God. 
We have not followed the instructions he gave us through his servants or prophets. Verse 11, all Israel had disobeyed your instruction and turned away, refusing to listen to your voice. So now the solemn curses and judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured down on us because of our sin. Verse 12, and Lord, you have kept your word and done to us and to our rulers exactly as you warned us. Never has there been such disaster as happened to us in Jerusalem. Every curse written against us in the law of Moses has come true. Yet we have refused to seek mercy from the Lord our God by turning from our sins and recognizing your truths. These Old Testament believers were going through life doing what was right in their own eyes, and God warned them. Finally, they paid the price for disobeying his word. Same thing is going to happen to the church. Many of the church have fallen away from the faith, and in the end time, the Lord says he's going to find any faith. Am I going to find any faith when I come back? I think we're going to have a lot of churchy stuff going on, but not much faithful stuff going on. At least not faithful to God's word. So here's a quick little object lesson on why it's important to know some Greek and Hebrew. Christ told a Samaritan woman that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The English word true in this verse means sincere. The English word truth in this verse means correct or right. So what Christ is saying is that these believers who want to sincerely worship the Lord can only do that if they worship him using the truths of his written word. I can have all kinds of warm, mushy feelings for the Lord when I worship him. However, if I allow those warm, mushy feelings to sidetrack me from being obedient to his written truths, he will not accept my worship. Let me give you an example of what I mean. If, as a true born-again believer, I would choose to go into a Catholic church during their Sunday morning Mass, which entails me being involved in all kinds of unbiblical Catholic sacraments, and try to worship the Lord, even though I might sing some beautiful worship songs, I would not be worshiping in spirit and in truth. And no matter how sincere I was when I went into that Catholic church, I would most definitely not be participating in a worship service based on the truths of God's word. Are you understanding the importance of what Christ is telling or saying when he says, For God is spirit, and those who worship him must, must worship in spirit and truth? Now, I know that a lot of you are taught that the Lord only looks at the heart of his children when they worship him. Well, that's not what Christ is teaching. So when we choose to only worship the Lord through our spiritual feelings, we are basically sending up a lot of hot air to our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father is not pleased with lip service worship. Romans chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. For the day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. Again, this is written to and for God's people. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing some good, seeking after his glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth, and instead live lives of self-centeredness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing unrighteous things, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from all those who do good, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. Brethren, the Lord just doesn't want our hearts. He wants our minds also. And not only does he want our minds, he wants our minds focused on worshiping him according to the scriptures. Why in God's name would any believer hear well done at the judgment seat of Christ if they did not know what it was that pleased the Lord? A believer who lives their Christian life only through their emotions might feel good about where they think they are in their walk with the Lord, but they are not much used to God if they do not know the truths of his word. 
Remember, part of our responsibility as believers is to share the truths of God's word. Believers who live their Christian lives entirely through their emotions are like a car without a motor, not good for much of anything. It was Christ who asked the question, why do you bother calling me Lord if you are not going to do as I say? Now, when Christ asked that question, his intention was not to rebuke the Jewish followers of his day only, but all believers, even today, all those believers who have come after him. In fact, this is basically the same question that the Lord has been asking his people from the time of Adam and Eve. So, brethren, let what Christ said when he told the Samaritan woman that true worshipers of God must worship the Lord with their spirit, i.e. feelings, emotions, heart, and also through the use of the truths of God's word. It has to sink in. Let that sink in. Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. This is, the, this is Luke writing. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from every disciple. After carefully investigating everything from the beginning, I have decided to write an accurate account for you, my most honorable Theopolis, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Church, God absolutely cares that his people learn his truths. It is not okay in God's eyes to ignore his written truths and instead do what is right in our own eyes, no matter how pious sounding it might be. John chapter 3, verse 20, 21. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But those who practice the truth come to the light so that their deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Yeshua Christ was not speaking only about lost people when he shared these verses. John 17, 17, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Not my word, not the pastor's word, you know, not the uh, Bible scholar's word. Oh, and people can't share truth, but they're also going to share untruths. They're not always going to get it right. God always gets it right. The word sanctify here means to be set apart to God. So when Christ said, sanctify them in truth, he is implying that those believers who are already children of God through faith in the gospel of Christ can become doubly special or favorites of the Lord by obeying the truths of God's written word. Now I know that a lot of believers are not going to accept what I just shared, but please listen anyways. To be set apart to or for God relays the thought that those children of God who are already saved, who are already born again, who choose to learn and then obey the truths of his written word have a special place in God's heart. Now, this should be a no-brainer for most Christians. The Lord is pleased with his children when they obey him. He's just not pleased with his children because they're his children. He's specially pleased when his children choose to obey his word. Obedient children of God are no different than obedient children of earthly parents. They are both pleasing. When God's children choose to ignore the truths of the Lord... It's like a slap in the face to our Heavenly Father. I promise you that when believers choose to be disinterested in learning and obeying God's truths, God becomes disinterested in them. Now, they're still his children, and he still loves them, but he has a special place in his heart for those children of his who choose to do as he says. This is why it's important to learn and then obey the truths of scriptures. We can't live our Christian lives doing what feels right or what seems right to us. We have to know what is right according to the scriptures. That's why faithful believers like Noah and Abraham, Moses, Daniel, and Joshua are seen by the Lord as being more than just children of God, but pleasing children of God. 
Brethren, you really need to understand what I'm saying. Way too many believers foolishly believe that just because they are children of God, the Lord is pleased with them. Way too many believers have been deceived by the false teaching that says just because the Lord loves his children, he must be pleased with them. Are you pleased with your children when they choose not to do as you tell them? No. Now, you will still love them, but let's be honest. Those children of yours who choose to obey you have a special place in your heart. It's the same with the Lord. Brethren, the Lord is pleased with his faithful children, and the faithful believer is the one who obeys the truths of God's word. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 4 through 7. Jeremiah said to the people, This is what the Lord says. When people fall down, they don't get up again. When they discover they're on the wrong road, they don't turn back. Then why do these people stay on their self-destructive path? Why do the people of Jerusalem refuse to turn back? They cling tightly to their lies and will not turn around. I listen to their conversations and don't hear a word of truth. Is anyone sorry for doing wrong? Does anyone say what a terrible thing I have done? No, all are running down the path of sin, as swiftly as a horse galloping into battle. Even the stork that flies across the sky knows the time of her migration, as do the turtle dove, the swallow, and the crane. They all return to the proper time each year. But not my people. They do not know the Lord's laws. When it comes to understanding the truths of God's word, it boils down to this. Either you desire to know truth, or you don't. Either you are diligently seeking to know the truths of God's word, or you are not. Way too many believers are hoping to receive the truths of God through some dream or vision, instead of just studying their scriptures to find God's truths. Brethren, there is nothing in the New Testament church epistle that even implies that God's people should look for the truths of God's word and anything else but his written word. And for reasons that are all emotionally based, many in the church have this pious-sounding but silly idea that if they could just somehow sit at the feet of Christ, he would somehow mystically fill their unspiritual brains with tons of spiritual truths. When Christ was involved with his earthly ministry, he was constantly teaching his followers out of the Old Testament scriptures. He wasn't just throwing out anything out there. He was teaching his people the truths that they needed to know and learn and obey. When it comes to be seen as a pleasing child of God, either you are all in or you're out. The Lord considers half-hearted believers to be lukewarm children. And lukewarm children make the Lord sick to his stomach. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 16. To the angel of the church of Laodicea write, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. But because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Brethren, the Holy Spirit does not enlighten and or guide a child of God into an understanding of God's truth simply because he can. The Holy Spirit enlightens and guides all children of God who are diligently seeking to know and understand the truths of scriptures. Now what I'm going to say next is going to tick off a lot of believers, but too bad. What I'm going to say is the truth. The reason that a lot of God's children do not know the truths of scriptures very well is because they don't want to know them. As I share quite often, the Holy Spirit can help ignorant, i.e. untaught or mistakenly wrong believers, but he will not help people who are purposely stupid. The church is loaded with believers who, for whatever reasons, are not very well educated. Many believers never really applied themselves when they were being taught the basic rules and laws of grammar and literature. And the result of that is that we have a lot of believers who are not trained on how to comprehend what they are reading. And because of that, many believers have a hard time understanding and comprehending the information written out in a Bible verse. Brethren, contrary to what many of you are taught, a believer does not learn the truths of God's written word by simply carrying a Bible around. And contrary to what many of you might think, the Holy Spirit does not teach grammar, history, science, and mathematics to God's people. 
And all those things play an important part in knowing and understanding God's word. Way too many of God's people are living week by week on the minced up, chopped up baby food that their pastors feed them. Brethren, we need to be in that Bible learning it. You can't defend it if you don't know what it says. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 through 16. Until I come, Timothy, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift which was given to you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. 2 Timothy 2.15 Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Brethren, contrary to what many of you were taught, the Holy Spirit does not cause believers to get biblically wiser and smarter by sprinkling fairy dust on their heads in the middle of the night. If you want to know the truths of the scriptures, you must sincerely seek them out through a serious-minded, persistent study of the Bible. Brethren, there is not one single spot in the scriptures where the Lord holds the Holy Spirit accountable for the ignorance of his people. There is not one single spot in the Bible where the Lord lets his people off the hook for being biblically dumb. I do not care what dispensation we are talking about in the Bible. The good Lord has always held his people accountable for what they did or did not know about his commandments. Never once in all of scriptures did the Holy Spirit or the angel Gabriel or Michael or the Apostle Paul ever get rebuked by the Lord for the carnal choices some believers choose to make. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 22, My people are foolish and do not know me, says the Lord. They are stupid children who have no understanding. God always puts the onus on his people when they disobeyed or ignored his biblical truths. In fact, if you truly know about the ministry of Christ, then you know how he always was hard and demanding with his disciples. These Jews were supposed to be the keeper of God's word, and yet very few of them knew their scriptures very well, just like many in the church today. Yeshua's ministry did not involve pussyfooting around the truth so that he could be kinder and gentler with his followers. Now, is there a place to be kind and gentle with people? Obviously there is. But that double-edged sword of the word of God is a living and active word, and it sticks us and it pokes us and it's supposed to hurt us. It's supposed to change us. Way too many believers want to use the word of God like a butter knife instead of the double-edged sword that it is. There are a lot of people's opinions and emotionally re-engineered doctrines being taught in the churches these days. A lot of that re-engineering of God's truth took place so that the church can fit into the comfortable ways of the world. Just like today's lying liberals, many of God's people are making up their own truths about what they would like to see in the Bible instead of just doing what the Bible says. As I've shared before in previous podcasts, I believe the main reason for that is the lack of spiritual discernment amongst the believers in the church. I'm going to be brutally honest when I say that I believe that a lot of God's people are embarrassed to openly admit and advocate many of the truths of scriptures that the Lord has given the church. When was the last time your pastor taught you about God's commandment about women dressing modest? There's a truthful teaching in the scriptures about that. Come on, Brother Bob. You really believe that the Lord is still concerned about something like modesty? Brother Bob, that concept is so old-fashioned. Not to God, it's not. First Timothy 2.9, Likewise, I want Christian women to adorn themselves with proper clothing modestly and discreetly, and not just with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly garments. That's a truth from the Lord right there. He expects us to obey it. This is a commandment from God. God did not change his commandment, and women's rights did not abolish his commandment. Come on, Brother Bob. 
I am woman, hear me roar, has freed up women to be whatever they want to be. Yeah, in the world's eyes, but not according to God's truths for the church. 1 Timothy 2, 11-12, a Christian woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness. I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. Brethren, me just sharing thoughts like this get me all kinds of hate, male chauvinistic pig emails. It's not our Heavenly Father's will that women aspire to do everything that men do. Brethren, the things I just shared with you are not truths made up by Brother Bob. They are God's truths. And until the Lord changes those truths, I will guard and uphold them until I get to heaven. Matthew 5.18, I tell you the truth, Christ said, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until it served its purpose. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. The only time that the Lord takes sincerity into account when it comes to what we believe about the Bible is when our sincerity is tied into what we believe is the truth of the scriptures. Brethren, God never makes mistakes. God means what he says, and he says what he means. Now, the Lord does change the way he does stuff. Sometimes, what was the truth in the Old Testament is no longer a truth in the New Testament. However, the only reason that a truth from the Old Testament is no longer a truth of the Lord's is because he changed that truth into a different truth. I've talked about this before. Christ told his followers, I know that you were initially taught in the Old Testament this or that truth. Well, I'm coming along, being that I'm God, and I'm going to change that truth, and I'm going to teach you this. This means that what once was the truth is no longer a truth of God, because Christ, who is God, changed that truth into something else. Just take some time and read through Matthew chapter 5, and you'll see where Christ said, I know you were taught this at one time, which was the truth, but I'm changing it to this, which is a new truth, which eliminates that old truth. As I've shared on my other podcast, I believe the Lord has put a touch of the prophet in me. By that, I mean he wants me to share stuff that people are not going to want to hear, but they need to hear. I believe the Lord is using me to shame and or rebuke, not encourage or pamper, those church leaders and sheep who have purposely chosen to wander away from sound biblical truths in order to please family, friends, pastors, or denominations. And what I've noticed over the years is that many of God's people have no real conviction to know, protect, and defend God's written word. And that's because they don't know it. Remember, a prophet's role should not be confused with a missionary's role. Unlike the missionary who has a message of hope, i.e. the gospel, and who comes hoping to see conversions, the prophet simply shares whatever messages God has given him. As I see it, the biblical stuff that I'm sharing is pretty easy stuff to grasp if your heart and mind are locked in on knowing the truths of sound doctrine, and especially those truths that are relevant to the church. Now, even though I know a lot of you think I'm always smash-mouthing the entire church, I know that there's a remnant of faithful believers out there, somewhere, who are striving to defend the truths of God's Word. I know that out there in the world, on this great big planet Earth, there are some believers who strive to stay true to God's Word. With that said, I also know that these faithful men and women of God are far and few between. I'm aware that I'm a unique species of Bible believer. I'm the remnant's believer species that teaches God's word just as it was written. I also know that out there in the world, there are other remnant believers who are striving to defend the faith. Praise God for you. Be faithful. Don't grow weary of doing good. Know your scriptures. Know that in the end times, many are going to fall away. That's just how it is. Stay true to the word. So even though I might come across to some of you as an old curmudgeon, sourpuss believer who sees no one walking correctly according to God's word, I'm not like that. 
I've been standing up for God's biblical truths for many, many years, and I know many others also are. But sadly, even though I have shared many basic Bible truths with a lot of believers in the churches over the years, I find very few believers who truly get excited about anything beyond the basic things of the Scriptures. Just like the writer of the book of Hebrews said, There's a lot of stuff I wanted to teach you, but I can't because you become dull of hearing, and you're still on mommy's milk after all these years. Now, brethren, don't listen to me if you know that I am not teaching the truth of the Bible, because that would make me a deceiver, whether I'm sincere or not. However, if what I'm sharing is simple to understand biblical truth, then please, please, please do not run away from the truth. Now, I'm going to tell you that when you initially hear some of the things that I share on these podcasts, you might not want to accept it. The initial rejection reaction of what I'm sharing happens because you are letting your emotions override your logic. So I'm telling you, turn off your emotion button and listen to what I am saying using your brain and not your heart, and you will see that what I'm sharing with you is biblical truth. Now, my Christian life is not spent in doom and gloom, turmoil, worrying about the direction that the church is going. I saw this end time falling away from the truth church scenario a long time ago through my studies of the scriptures. The spiritual drifting away from God's truths by the church did not catch me off guard because I know my scriptures. The Apostle Paul warned us nearly 2,000 years ago what the condition of the church is going to be like in the end times. He warned of wolves disguised as sheep creeping into the church with the goal of purposely leading God's people away from sound doctrine. The Apostle Paul warned Timothy that in the last days difficult times are going to come into church. Believers will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient, to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such people as this, for among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Isn't that the way that most churches are today? If you've been to a Wednesday night Bible study, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a spiritual fiasco. Everybody's got their own opinions, their own views, but nobody knows what the Word teaches. There's nobody up front teaching the Word of God. It's it's kind of like a social meeting place where everybody vents and gets to share with their different views on what they think or hope or wish the Bible verse meant. Now, this confusion doesn't come from the Lord. The confusion in these church Bible studies comes from these supposedly wise Bible teachers who don't diligently study their scriptures. Brethren, you can pray till the cows come home for the Spirit of God to open your eyes to the wonders and truths of His Word, but it's not going to happen unless you're opening up your Bible and sincerely and diligently studying the words, sentences, thoughts, and ideas written in that supernatural book. There is no gift of spiritual osmosis for those children of God who do not study God's Word. And please, please, please don't be deceived into believing that you need to travel to some small church in the middle of nowhere to be revived by the Spirit of God, who they say, for some silly reason, only shows up there. Now, I would love to see the Church of God get fired up spiritually and biblically. Sadly, most Christians have a heart condition. They love this world and their church buddies and their church friends and their church family more than the truths of God's Word. The spiritual revival needs to start with God's people. Unfortunately, this is not going to happen unless God's people repent of their biblical lukewarmness, get off their lazy, comfortable church behinds, and start getting serious about learning the truths of God's Word. Christ told his followers at Sardis that you have a name on the building, 
that makes it seem like you're spiritually alive, Sardis Bible Church, but you are spiritually dead. I believe Christ himself warned his followers of what the end time church would be like in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 through 5. And Christ was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples that came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Christ answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you. For many, not a few, but many, my words, will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. Again, not a few, but many. And I share that because I know a lot of you are saying, but Brother Bob, how can so many people be wrong? It's because Christ said they would be wrong. It's because Christ said many are going to fall away. Many deceivers are going to come. Many are going to be misled. It's Christ's words. God's never been about many. He's never been about a lot of people. It's always been a few that have been faithful. As I stated in my first podcast, the goal or desire that I believe the Lord has put on my heart and mind is to reach those believers who are frustrated by the lack of sound doctrinal teaching that they are hearing in their local churches. This ministry is to encourage the wandering sheep with some simple biblical truths that are being ignored by most church leaders. Christ said it's the truth that's going to make you free. And when you learn to accept and trust the truths of God's word, you will be indeed free. Free from the pressures of trying to please friends and family. Free from the pressures of trying to fit in. Free from the pressures of trying to have people like you. When you know the truth, you know you're going to be standing alone with the remnant that are out there trying to defend the faith. I think I'm going to stop right there. Your friend in Christ, Brother Bob. Again, you can get a hold of me at brobob4him at gmail.com. That's B-R-O-B-O-B number for him at gmail.com. And again, the only way to separate a biblical truth from a biblical untruth is to know your scriptures.